ready for a change? I am talking, talking, talking to you. Then get ready to explore the quantum possibilities. It's time to transform that outdated paradigm into something universal and new. Time to uncover the truth hidden beneath the veil of lies. A time to think outside the box as we link to a higher consciousness. Welcome to the Awakening Week. And now the hosts of Broadcast Team Alpha. Broadcast Team Alpha. Nori Love and Augie Nost. Hello, Radiant rock stars. It's so good to see you again tonight. So happy to be here with you. And have you ever, I know there's a lot of distractions, but have you ever just noticed subtle things and wonder if they're meaningful? Like I have this trend in my life where these little white feathers show up and um and also, no matter where I live, no matter what state I visit, I always see a dove, a morning dove. So personally, I've kind of figured out that those are signs, if you will, along the way, or maybe even the way that the universe or the angels talk to us. So I'm going to be having a class on this, and Augie and I were talking about it, so we decided that that was one of the topics that we're going to discuss tonight with our well-loved, bringing her back again, phenomenal guest, who has not only written 101 books, but she's just amazing. So we can go all over the universe with our conversation tonight. Isn't that right, Augie? Oh, yes. Yes, boy, oh boy, this is going to be good. Uh, we have with us again Marilyn Hughes returning to broadcast Team Alpha. She's the founder of the Out of Body Travel Foundation, which have a mission of reducing spiritual and physical hunger worldwide. And as you said, she has written 101 books, and holy moly, that is that's phenomenal. And not just that, though. She has written for 40 magazines and done 18 CDs and documentaries on out-of-body travel and comparative religious mysticism. These books, along with her music and art, which she also has on her website, and we're going to give you that website shortly here, they are given away for free downloads. Now, that's phenomenal. I know most people write books so they can eat, at least recoup what it costs to write a book. But she's giving them away. That is phenomenal. And uh, Marilyn has also researched and written and taught out-of-body travel and mysticism since 1987 and is a frequent guest on radio shows and TV programs to discuss what you will see out there when you leave your body and go traveling and she's gained a phenomenal insight into the spiritual world and how we interact with it and gosh Marilyn you got to be the most busiest person I know I'm sure that you work at least 26 hours a day not counting the overtime <laughs> and to, today you're going to be with us for a whole hour I feel really honored so thank you very much for being with us again Marilyn oh, you are welcome and the honor is mutual uh, so happy to have you I am so happy to be hey. here hey so <sighs> Can we just start maybe with um, how the angels or, or what's your take on angels before I actually ask you to tell us how they talk to us um, <laughs> <laughs> or the universe talks, speaks to us, communicates with us? Well, the angels, you know, there's a, a there are so many um, different types of angels and hierarchies of the angels. And so there, a lot can be said depending on which um, level of creation they're working in. Uh, so, you know, you can be dealing with uh, those that are uh, more of the guardian angels. And then you have those that are of higher orders that literally go up in frequency, higher and higher and higher and higher. And there, there's a different type of you know, literally a different order 
of angelic creation with each of those frequencies. So it's, it's literally there's an infinitude of angels in, um, you know, in, in the uh, mystical realms. And they're very beautiful and very fascinating and very um, powerful and highly charged beings. But they can also be, um, I mean, it can go from literally some of these really, really holy, holy, majestic creatures to some simpler ones who help us with day-to-day uh, -day things and um, also help protect you know protect and guide and and then you have all these other orders which would include teachers um uh, some people refer to guides mm -hmm. and what those can be uh, are literally also a totally another area where they can be very infinite because literally within that realm you can have uh, beings who come from any any type of energy. So you can have spiritual guides who may be coming from the Christed energies, and then you have uh, ones that are coming from some of the Asian schools of knowledge. Then you have the old ones that come in from the Native American. Uh, I mean, they're, it's, it's literally so uh, diverse. I mean, it's as diverse as life on Earth. Di uh, the life on the, other, on the other side is even more so. <laughs> you know? so. So it could be, it could be one of many and in different realms and different frequencies that like, uh, maybe there's like, maybe there's the department for white feathers, right? On one frequency <laughs> and the department for butterflies. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's interesting because a lot of people have different ways where the spirit world seems to speak to them. And you mentioned the white feathers, um, a lot of people will have experiences with feathers. I've heard that many times, but also there are those who experience roses, you mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. um, then there are people who will experience fragrances. Yeah. So when they, when they feel the presence of like an angelic being, um, all of a sudden they will smell beautiful flowery fragrances and they will have this instant awareness that they're in the presence of something, something holy and um. So, you know, but there's I many ways, <laughs> yeah, many ways that this can happen, you know, even with the, the manifestations that people will see with um, deceased loved ones with, you know, playing around with electricity and mm -hmm. lights going on and off just to let you know that people are still around to let us, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, even in the realms of like with guardian angels, you have... Um, guardian angels who are literally guardian angels, that is their order of being. But most of us also have guardian angels that are actually deceased loved ones who are playing that role, but they are not that order of being in terms of, they're not a guardian angel in terms of the hierarchy, mm -hmm. but they're playing that role for us. And that's part of their service after their passing, as well as they just, you know, because they love us, they want to be a part of, you know, following and making sure that those they care about are still able to receive the guidance they need to stay on the right path, so mm. to speak. Yes, I love so, that. So those kind of angels, then let's say that someone passes over and then uh, they become a guardian angel for maybe uh, a husband or a wife. And then when the husband and wife ch passes over, then their job might be over then. So then they can move to uh, maybe a higher vibration or just uh, their job will be over, so to speak. Could that be it? Right, like that particular job. It doesn't mean that they won't take on other roles because they will, um, yeah. you know, because we all, we all have work in the afterlife. And so we all do um, service in various ways, whether it's for um, the living in the world of the physical or in the world of the spirit. And so there is always some type of work that we as spirits will be engaged in 
in some way. And, and some of the time that par- part of it can be related to our loved ones back on earth. And again, it's important to notice the difference though. A guardian angel who is an, a guardian angel by order has very different powers and impetus than like one of our loved ones who plays that role with us, if that makes sense. So um, the guardian angel will have a higher frequency and have more powers assigned to them in their uh, in their task. Um, our relatives p- play a different but very important role because there's this whole connection of love that revolves through it, and also this this continuity that's moving through families and uh, soul connections, you know, uh, doesn't necessarily always have to be biological families. People develop soul ties with others and these things become very important and those um, deceased people become very important in the uh, fulfilling of those aspects which cannot be done by the hierarchical guardian angel where we need that personal touch Hmm. that personal love that personal bond and connection that's good to know though because uh uh, i have one thing that i uh, notice and that is uh, my mom has been passed for uh, i don't know about 20 some two three years and it happens on occasion not often but it does happen that i smell her particular perfume and then I know she's there and she wants to communicate and I'm you know being able to do that so if we're aware of them like that that means that when we have those fragrances and we see that maybe the TV turns off and then back on again right. then we should really sit down and meditate and concentrate on them and maybe try to make a contact do you think Yes, and you know, uh, what I often tell people is you look for these signs and, and sim- symptoms of contact being made, and then you want to stop. You want to stop whatever you're doing. Some people will even notice a frequency shift in the room. You'll, you'll hear it like in, the, in your middle ear. It'll just shift, you know. <laughs> um, some people will feel goosebumps. Some people will get slammed by the Holy Spirit. When you feel those things, you want to stop if you're able and take notice and look around because it's kind of like the spirit world is telling you, I want you to notice something. There's something going on I want you to pay attention to. And so you want to stop and see if you can, you know, take it all in so that whatever might be being conveyed might be something you could pick up, you know. These are great moments where we want to stop and pay attention. Yeah. Love that. That could be a warning as well, couldn't it? Oh, yeah, that happens as well. And, you know, a lot of people also receive, you know, warnings in either dreams or out-of-body experiences, um, sometimes from deceased relatives or from their own guardian angels or other spiritual beings who are part of their team, so to speak, uh, giving them some type of instruction regarding an upcoming threat that they need to be aware of. And it's very important that we pay attention to those and do what we can to alter whatever might be leading us towards what we're being warned about. Um, And we can often do that very easily. A a, a simple example involved, uh, for instance, I had a a client like literally several decades ago who had, um, I don't know, I guess you'd call it an abusive ex-boyfriend who had threatened her life. And she wanted to know if, if if, if I could touch in and see if it was serious threat or not, or if it was just... You know, he's just angry and spewing out some, you know, bad energy. <laughs> yeah. And um, and so I was taken in the mystical state that night to her funeral. And I was shown that, yes, this was a legitimate threat. And the guidance that was given to me to give her was, um, you just need to leave town for a couple of weeks. Just leave town. Just go somewhere. You know, make yourself unavailable for any unexpected 
encounters with this person, let them cool down. And that's what she did. And so it's, it's sometimes really simple like this, where you can literally alter something that could be, you know, very significant life circumstance by doing something very simple. Mm-hmm. I, I have had many experiences with when I worked in the burn and the trauma ICU, you know, standing around uh, a loved one's bed, you know, the, the, the patient's loved ones um, telling me stories, you know, he, you know, he had a dream. He had a dream that this was going to happen. He had a dream that he wasn't going to be here for my birthday, you know, and it, very, very powerful, very powerful. Yes, and I hear that a lot from people as well. And I do think that people do receive certain types of premonitions and premonitory experiences sometimes that they either are going to be at a particular event or they're not going to be. Um, Sometimes it's expected, sometimes it's unexpected. And it gives us an opportunity to um, do the things that we might neglect doing in the meantime um, because we're just assuming we're going to be around and we have time. Yeah. And so it's, it's always um, an ec- excellent reminder for all of us to um, remember, you know, uh, none of us knows exactly how much time we do have left. It's always um, a very good practice spiritually and just, you know, also psychologically as well too, you know, to make sure that you are letting those people that you love um, know how much they mean to you and also um, trying to do whatever can be done. Not all these things can be resolved overnight. A lot of times they can't be resolved in a year or two, but to do everything that you can do to create the best circumstances to lead to eventual rectification of any disagreements or, uh, you know, conflicts. And um, even if there is something where you just are going to be on the opposite side for a long time, you just try to always think in that capacity that you want to always prepare and leave things the best possible way they can be left at any given moment. And that is very helpful to souls as they do cross over um, because one of the biggest things that happens then is that when souls do have unexpected passings, you know, then they have um, unresolved um, issues with with, uh, loved ones and and, and other people that is um, easily rectified by us doing the best that we can to be on top of making sure that we express well to those we love and do everything we can on the conflict resolution front, you know, and don't waste the time that we do have, you know, mm-hmm. and of and can, course, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, no, I was just, I was just still in the burn trauma unit. Um, oh, you, okay. you know, some of the, some of the things that people said were very, very s- specific, you know, like mothers, who uh, a mother who bought her 18 year old son a car knew that he shouldn't drive that car that night, you know, and of course he ended up in our unit. Um, a man who rode a motorcycle, you know, for his night shift to get to night shift work knew that he shouldn't have ridden it that night, you know, very, very specific things. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Pixie, um, Pixie's on the show with us tonight. I just, <laughs> I have to let you know, and I apologize. I apologize. Well, I think Pixie has some very important things to add, and we we must hear her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Thank you for the grace. Yeah. So we have a question, um, and I, I like I like it. We're gonna you know shift shift our position a little bit. Yappy. Um, Hi, Yappy, says, um, what is a seer? What is a seer? A seeker, also. No, seer. I think it it was corrected to seer. Oh, all right. Okay, well, we can answer both just in case. Okay. You know, we can, you know, a seer is someone who has um, either naturally or by cultivation 
uh, forged the gifts of the spirit to a point where they have more sensitivity to uh, communication with um, the other side or other types of paranormal gifts. They can have, they can have empathetic gifts where they can feel uh, what other souls are feeling um, or uh, they might have out-of-body travel experiences. Uh, it can manifest in a lot of different ways. As for a seeker, a seeker is someone who is um, seeking uh, in, in relation to what we're talking about, who is seeking spiritual knowledge or wisdom and seeking God, so to speak, um, in a very active way is what we would call a seeker. So a seeker is someone who is um, actively uh, reaching out for more spiritual wisdom, whereas a seer is someone who um, oftentimes it's totally natural, but then there is also a way that we can all cultivate what is innate within us as human beings, but not necessarily as obvious a gift to other uh, to every single soul, but we can cultivate it and learn to bring those latent abilities up uh, to a higher functioning status. And that becomes uh, what a seer can uh, encompass. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I see we're coming down towards the break here. Before we go to break, would you also let people know your website? Uh, we need to get that out of a couple of times because you have some wonderful connections and books out there. Sure. It's at outofbodytravel.org, the Out of Body Travel <laughs> Foundation. So outofbodytravel.org, if you click on Out of Body Books, you can download the books there. And underneath that tab is um, Out of Body Music and Art, where you can download the music and art that I've received. And um, as for the art, things I've seen in out of body experiences. Oh, that could get good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's something that I want to talk a little bit about after the break here. What does it look out there? But um, I, I think i got about a minute left and I'm going to throw something in here. Uh, a lot of people are walking around thinking that, well, once I die, then I'll have all the answers to everything. Well, maybe not, because I have also this other saying saying that just because you're dead doesn't make you smart. And and what I'm f kind of observing is that uh, there can be accidents also on the spiritual side because there's a lot of people that has died in accidents. They find themselves floating through this uh, tunnel and at the other end, their mom or somebody that has already passed is staying there says, sorry, son, you can't come here yet. You have more work to do. You got to go back. So there is accidents on the other side too, isn't it? Well, there are accidents um, and you'll usually see that like in the astral plane, which is the fourth realm overlapping our third dimension. And that's where you still have spirits who are operating very much from what we experience down here below in the physical realms. So there is a lot to... Uh, learn about that process yeah. uh, for sure and now we got 30 seconds left to the break so let's go do that and then we'll come right back afterwards and we're gonna have some real good stuff for you this is the broadcast team alpha show hosted by nori love and augie nost the one show that takes your doubts of the unknown and spins them into reality. Share your thoughts by calling our hotline number at 702-425-9230. That's 702-425-9230. Call now. Worldwide callers use Skype name KCOR Radio. More cutting-edge conversation and exploration of the quantum universe after this.
In an imperfect world, the last thing you need to worry about should be surprisingly high auto insurance rates or life insurance. At American Elite Agency, we understand it's tough out there. And with over 20 years of experience, we're here to help. We work with numerous insurance companies to get you the best possible rates. For a quote or more information, call American Elite Agency at 702-245-4572. That's 702-245-4572. American Elite Agency, a name you can trust in troubled times. Every year around the world, thousands of golden retrievers are abused, abandoned, and neglected, and they need your help. Goldens Without Borders is a 501c3 not-for-profit company located in the heart of Southern Nevada. They focus on golden retrievers in countries where neglect and mistreatment is of the worst imaginable. Even the smallest donations go a long way to saving a life and helping put these beautiful dogs into loving, forever homes. Come be a part of a network of people working hard to make the world a safer and more humane place for all living creatures. To make a donation, or if you're interested in adopting or fostering, please visit goldenswithoutborders.org. Goldens Without Borders, help make a difference today. All right, everybody in the car, let's go. What are we gonna do first when we get there, Mom? Go for a hike? Sure, if you want. What I about can... canoeing? Can we go canoeing too? I don't see why. What about a bike ride? No, I wanna fish. Okay. I've never been fishing. Honey, we can do it all. How long does it take to get to the forest? It's not. Is it gonna be long? No, sweetie. I bet it takes forever. It's not that far. <sighs> are we there yet? Yep, we're here. Already? No way. Come on, come on. It's a short drive from your neighborhood to your naturehood. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a neighborhood park or green space near you. Also, find fun activities to do like boating and biking or camping and hiking, plus much more. It's all right in your naturehood. A public service announcement brought to you by the Ad Council and the U.S. Forest Service. Great. It's great. I think it's great. It's great. <laughs> The all-new KCOR Digital Radio Network. Make a note of it. It's great! Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, come discover the universal core to all your issues by tapping into the unseen world, exclusively on the KCOR Digital Radio Network. From the metaphysical, simultaneous realities, alchemy, as well as the ascension process, the hosts of the unseen world will take you on a roller coaster ride through the metaphysical matrix. So buckle up and enjoy the ride. The Unseen World, live Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Come awaken to an endless world of possibilities. Going live. Come explore the quantum possibilities. This is Broadcast Team Alpha. Broadcast Team Alpha. To be on the show live, call 702-425-9230. That's 702-425-9230. Worldwide callers use Skype name KCOR Radio. Share your thoughts of the show on Twitter at KCOR Radio, hashtag KCOR. Or join the Cutting Edge Conversation live in our chat room at kcorradio.com. Now, back to Broadcast Team Alpha with your free-thinking hosts, Nori Love and Aginas. And thank you for joining us on this side of the break. And, you know, I really wanted to say thank you for the donations. Um, it, it's especially... Mm, meaningful during this time, you know, of COVID and people are not working and we just really appreciate your, your generosity and, and for thinking of us. So I just wanted to thank you all so much. And I just want to do a big shout out to the, to the chat room, if I can get to the top. So let's see who's here. Of course, the beautiful, rich and famous Tina is here. Um, Cute to you is here. Hi. Rob Rob is here. Breaking news. Rob Rob's dog Dixie and my dog Pixie will be having a show on KCOR next week. 
Uh, Karen, Karen is here. Hi, Karen. Wave Rider is here. And Yappy, of course, is here. Thank you. Naj is here. Margaret is here. Anne is here. And Doc Who is here. Iowa Girl and JC. And hi, Joe. And Joe Marco. And Kay. And Parked Cake. And Naj. And oh, Wave Rider. How can I forget you? And of course, the last one on the list is Z. So thanks for being here, everybody. Augie, you have some things you'd like to talk about? Oh, well, just a few additions. Uh, we are so glad to have Marilyn Hughes with us. Uh, she's returning to Broadcast Team Alpha, and we're speaking about what's the other, what is on the other side of the curtain. And I know there's a lot of interest to this, and I really appreciate you guys out there listening. We appreciate you so much. And uh, we really, like Nora said, we really appreciate your donations. And uh, it, it tells us, when we get a donation, it tells us that we are doing the right thing and people appreciate it and the, uh, they enjoy our show. So we, we really love it. And um, I would also, now when we bring Marilyn back here, think about this. There will be a day for all of us when we are going to open that curtain and go on to the other side is it going to be a surprise or is it going to be something that we have studied we investigated we practiced so we have an idea of what's going to meet us i'm going to be the latter because i know that i don't like surprises so I'm just going to keep searching and searching. And uh, we had the de definition of a seeker here a little while ago, and I am definitely one of them. So uh, what we want to do now is to um, talk a little more about what's behind the curtain. And uh, I think, uh, Nori, you had a question that we wanted to bring out uh, right off the bat about that. Right. During the break, I was asking Marilyn uh, which of her books addresses, we were, we were talking about the angelic, the angelics before, and she mentioned about the fourth, the fourth realm that wraps around our 3D realm. So Marilyn, could you, could you address that and let us know which book um, refers to that? Well, the place to start is The Mysteries of the Redemption, a treatise on out-of-body travel and mysticism. But a lot of my books do go into that, and, it, and, and a lot of other ones will go into it in even more depth. But that's where to start, and you're going to learn a lot about what I call the universal sphere of realms, which is revealed to us in the out-of-body travel state as we're going through our mystical training, which shows us, you know, how the universe is uh, lined up, uh, how these different realms and worlds and spheres and vibrations and infinities and frequencies all work together. It's a very, uh, very important part of what we learn um, as mystics, um, you know. Beautiful. I love that. I love that. That brings me to a question I just got to ask, and that <laughs> is that when we open that curtain and go on the other side, I don't necessarily mean dying now, I mean just out of body and uh, travel outside, we have, do we have, actually is the question, do we also have access to the future or not just the present. I, I think the astral world is a little uh, restricted on that, but we can go above that. How do we have access to the future? Well, one of the things you'll find in um, the out-of-body experiences is that you are faced with corridors, many different types of corridors. Some of these corridors take you down the mystery pathway, some of the corridors are taking you into other realms, but there is also corridors that specifically take you through time. And some of these also will take you into what is called timelessness. 
um, which mm-hmm. are two distinct, you know, two distinct um, places. And so you can travel by going through this time tunnel, so to speak, backwards, forwards in time, but also into parallel realities that we have of the current time frame, as well as other parallels of this current time frame. So, you know, it can get kind of complex and complicated, but... um. But we also have that area known as timelessness, which is um, and it, a place where the eternal now is, is, uh, is the king of the domain, so to speak. And so all of these aspects of time that we live by in a physical world are no longer relevant because everything is happening in, you know, at the same time. In timelessness, everything is now. And um, this is a unique state all, all of its own. But, you know, when you travel backwards and forwards in time, you can literally be talking about going into past lives, future lives, or parallel lifetimes um, to the ones that you have now. And this is a part, a big part, actually, of the beginning phases of -of out-of-body experiences because you do um, uncover a lot of your karmic history in that beginning phase of travel. Mm. Yeah, that that gets complicated when you start talking about traveling into the future and then make sure that you stay in your same timeline because if you slip over to a different timeline and see what's in that one and come back it may not be that way in the timeline you started out in so they could be and that's what i've noticed that uh, we got to be careful otherwise we get wrong information that we are perceiving to be in our timeline that's true. That's true. And also, that is also a mechanism of a realm I call management, which is where things are developing and forming from the, uh, from the uh, impetus of our thoughts, our actions, our words, and our deeds to create our futures. And this is why sometimes, you know, people will uh, speak to a psychic and they will tune into something and then it will happen almost like that but there will be a little bit of a change that's because in management it's playing out as it is currently configured to hit the ground Mm -hmm. but that can change with a single thought with a with a single action that we take differently and all of a sudden that alters that course and so that's how that can happen where we are touching into how it is currently appearing how it's going to hit the ground but mm-hmm. you can it can still change before it does uh, and so that's a very actually very important part of understanding how manifestation occurs um, from you know our thoughts and all of these other factors into the physical reality as well mm-hmm. And now, if somebody is making it out of the body the first time, okay, what would it feel like? Is it safe? What does it look like? And what can you observe out there? Oh, give us the download. <laughs> well, you know, it, it will be different for every person, but there are things that across the board seem to be similar. And um, so, you know, first of all, there's, you know, there, there's, there's the two different kinds of experiences. Some people will have a very positive experience. Some people will have a negative experience. Most of the time when people are having a negative first experience, it's primarily related to fear. And that can be overcome through prayer and some practices and some, uh, a little bit of work on the ground, which you can, you can um, learn about. Um, on, in terms of if you have an out-of-body experience, like for instance, for me, my first couple of experiences that I had in my early 20s were, um, I was afraid, but it was a fear-based um, issue. So, and a lot of people have this and then they realize that they can overcome that and then they will experience 
the other side of it. When people start having the um, positive experience, there can be several aspects of it that you can expect to be um, similar. Not necessarily every element will be the same for everyone, but you're going to run into a lot of these things. So first, someone is going to enter into a deep state of consciousness. They're going to start hearing these loud, loud roaring sounds around them, which is the, the vibration of the astral plane, the fourth realm, which is higher than the third. Um, then they will also still, they will all start feeling what we call the vibrational state, which feels like your body is vibrating at uh, huge speeds, but what you are actually touching into is the vibration of your spiritual body um, after you have detached from that of your physical body and the spiritual body vibrates at much higher speeds than your physical body then you may start hearing a lot of voices and these voices are generally the thoughts of humanity that are just roaming around the astral plane which is where they where they roam <laughs> and, um, yeah. and then um, you know and then each person will go through a different uh, experience of uh, getting out of their body some people will it some people roll out some people lift up um, and so there are a lot of different ways that happens once someone is in that state a, per a person will often touch into this incredible unconditional love of God and oftentimes what comes with that as well is what uh, we call, you know, connecting to the mind of God, where like all of a sudden all the mysteries and all, all those things that didn't make sense to us in the physical realm, we just understand it now. And what we have done is our spirit has connected to the universal mind. And so in that moment, we... We understand things we never understood before, and we feel this unconditional love of God that is, um, you know, every, many people have talked about. It's just um, not something you can quantify. It's so uh, beautiful an experience. It's a life-changing experience in and of itself. And then what you're going to be dealing with next are uh, some people will be... Um, in the astral plane um, and then they will be like dealing with learning how to move around see hear, and you know smell from this new type of body and it's different because you don't do so from your eyes or ears you do it from the entire consciousness and so it's a little bit of a, a switch you know you have to switch your perspective in order to learn how to do this and so like for instance as well um, we have a tendency when we get out of our body to try to walk but we'll find that we're just waiting as if we're like wading through water because it is ether and so we then have to um, we then have to um, uh, learn how to use our thoughts to command our movements and that's uh, a new way of operating as well. You then learn how to move either through windows, doors, and or walls and moving through the twilight, which is the astral plane. Now, some people, when they first get out of their body, might be on a different plane. And so there can be differences related to that. So somebody might actually come out of their body and not be on the astral plane. They might be in a different sphere. And so their experience would be uh, different based on where they have, you know, awoken. And so that's kind of how it can be there. Uh, and that's there are so many different ways that can manifest. Um, it would be hard to quantify. Um, but yeah, those are a lot of the things that you're going to experience. You know, one of the things as well is the flying. Um, a lot of people, one of the biggest wonderful things about the experience is the experience of the flight, which we, um, it comes naturally to us in this state and as we continue to 
uh, go through the processes and stuff through the out-of-body travel training, we drop more and more weight and we become lighter and lighter and lighter and we can go to higher and higher spheres of travel and we experience more and more, you know, um, because this is literally just what it would be from the very, very beginning because uh, what you, where it leads is literally an, an infinity of experiences in many realms where you're going to learn from different teachers, you're going to be directed by different guides, you're going to have different angels who are going to um, give you different types of vibrational raisings, which actually is for the purpose of helping you to achieve higher and higher realm travel. And the purpose of this then is that you are able to uh, learn higher and higher knowledge because um, knowledge isn't information, it's vibration. And that's one of the first things we discover in the out-of-body experience is that we have to now approach it from a totally different place of reference, which is vibration. So. Mm. So, <laughs> so let's say, let's say you do astral travel and, you're trying to physical your way, you know, like physical wrench your way back into your body and not think your way back into it. Um, does that, can that make you exhausted or would it have, you know, physical ramifications? It certainly can make you exhausted and it can also cause a lot of anxiety because it yeah. would be fairly ineffective and you're like, oh my gosh, I couldn't get back to my body. Exactly. And then, but what, when you, when you actually realize that it's as simple as thinking yourself back, then right. you're like, oh, it really wasn't hard at all. But because, uh, especially in the beginning, we're so geared that way, we can find ourselves doing things that later on hindsight, we might, you know, we might say, wow, that was illogical of me, mm -hmm. but you know, but we, you know, but we do that because we're here, we are physical beings, you know, so we have to learn um, how to operate as spiritual beings um, during our travels. And so, yes, there are a lot of things like that, that can cause uh, physical exhaustion as well as spiritual exhaustion and it's just learning how to do it in the correct fashion that then really makes the big difference for us so can you can you astral travel to like the angelic realms well the the misnomer about astral travel versus out-of-body travel is is just that astral traveling does refer to the astral realm which is yeah. that fourth realm mm -hmm. out-of-body travel is you know kind of a little bit more of an all-inclusive term mm -hmm. so that includes literally you know uh heavens hells purgatories and things above below and in between and um and so it would be more of an out-of-body experience that would allow you to then go to higher angelic realms um, because in the astral plane what you have is more of a mirror image slightly higher vibration than what we have in the physical realm but it's a mirror image of a lot of what we know in the physical world. And this is part of the reason why we do have a tendency and we see this where souls can end up wandering or get lost. It's because of not um, seeking out true knowledge or wisdom that will um, actually help them to escape those types of bondages. You know, so being stuck in the astral realm is a form of, you know, some spiritual bondage there, which, which you know, all of the things that you would be exploring in the out-of-body experience are uh, for the purpose of taking you beyond that astral plane mm -hmm. so that you can interact with fifth dimensional and above type beings who are going to teach you and assist you to um, raise your level of understanding and vibration to a point where you are um, no longer trapped by 
the type of thinking or the type of illusions or delusions that can keep some souls trapped in the astral or the fourth realm. Mm -hmm. And that's where you also see um, where a lot of humanity is stuck, like in their nighttime dreaming in the astral realm. But that's also oftentimes the place where a lot of people will initially go upon their death, um, especially if they aren't cultivating their spiritual path. And so when they're not cultivating and not a lot has been done, they, they can end up spending more time in realms like these because they just have to kind of make up for lost time. Mm-hmm. We have three minutes to the close of the show, and Rob Rob asked or said, sometimes I see auras around people. What, what are, is the meaning of the colors? Oh, the colors have to do with the uh, frequency of those types of energy centers that they relate to. And you'll see this even with the chakras and when you see the chakra centers in the body as well, because each of these fields, these auric fields, are a, a, a type of frequency and vibration, and the color is specific to that. Mm. And so, um, for instance, like when you see the, the high purple and the high blue and the high whites, those are things that you see like in the upper chakras and that's the higher celestial. Mm-hmm. When you see the colors like the baser chakra colors, like the orange reds and yellows, these are going to be the lower human emotions, the things that hold us to earth. And so these are going to be less refined energies that could use more refinement. There is a lot of, um, excellent material out there there is an older text don't remember the name of the author but the book is called the human aura but it's it's at least a hundred years old um i would recommend looking up that up because it explains all these things in these colors and their meaning in great detail and that will really help this person um in their practice because if they're seeing these auras They're probably trying to help the people by conveying to them what they see. And the colors can really help. I see we only got one minute left of the show here. So please give people your website again and speak just uh, shortly. What can you help them with? Oh, uh, it's outofbodytravel.org. We're the Out of Body Travel Foundation. Um, We uh, help you with the, uh, the entire process. We call it digging for gold, the digging for the gold in the ancient sacred texts to to uh, help you find the stairway to heaven that the prophets, saints, mystics, sages and ascetics have left behind for us to discover in their words. Um, we Thank have you. this gold and it's, a lot of it's left undiscovered, a lot there to find. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Bye bye. Listening to Broadcast Team Alpha. Broadcast Team Alpha. Hosted by Nori Love and Augie Nost. Every Tuesday night at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, exclusively on the KCOR Digital Radio Network. The balance of power is shifting, shifting to a new paradigm. Will you be ready? For more information on Broadcast Team Alpha as well as the hosts, Nori Love and Augie Nost, please visit their website at broadcastteamalpha.com. Until next week, remember to keep those minds open while always exploring the endless quantum possibilities. Broadcast Team Alpha, over and out. This is KCOR Las Vegas, home of the Digital Radio Network, broadcasting from a shack just south of Area 51. Wait, that doesn't exist. This is the KCOR Digital Radio Network. Now for the news.